Previously on Monsters and Mean Guys. It's been about a day. Um, your friend turned into some sort of horrific monster and your other friend was able to snap him out of it. A person in a trench coat, revealing a scar on his face that runs from his left temple right to the tip of his lip. And the man says, oh, Patience, big guy. They'll come to us soon enough. Why do I have this knife? To some degree or another, it translates to Soulbinder. And what you kill with that knife will never die. I am Behemoth, beast of the land. I can help you save your parents, Ben. Okay, and I reach out and grab his hand. Sloan, you are not the first nor the last version of Sloan. And when your time comes, and it seems as if it is soon, you will pass and another will take your place. With every ending, there is a new beginning. With every goodbye, there is a new hello. And this is the rest of your life, Sloan. In this hospital room, there's an explosion from Sloan's bed. Ben is the first to get up, and he sees the tattoos first, and everything kind of looks the same. Except the face. His face doesn't look like the Sloan that he knew. Something's changed. Cool, cool, cool. All right, little monsters. We are back for the first time in forever. I was 22 the last time we did this and had a beard. So much has changed, including our Sloan. If our new Sloan would like to introduce themselves, because I tried this last time and it didn't work out. Hey, what's up, guys? My name's Knight, and I'm going to be playing the Divine, the new incarnation of Sloan. Sorry. All right, I know you're new here, <laughs> but go ahead and throw that on silent. Uh, just, <laughs> just look. We know you're new here. Uh, yeah, Knight. Is there anything you want to say about yourself, or you just want to go into it? I mean, I'll t- I'll talk a little bit about this this new person that Sloane is. Please, briefly. Just I'll just keep it brief. Please. So, uh, unlike Zach, I have a full name. Michael Sloan Abernathy. He's a former U.S. Army uh, MP. Uh, He's the son of an Irish Air Force officer and uh, an American Air Force officer and an Irish reporter um, who got to know each other on a NATO base a number of years ago. And um, he's sort of like... uh, Imagine Jason Statham at, like, age 35 and a little bit taller. <laughs> That's really nice. Huh. Imagine a better Jason Statham. That's Imagine my character. a younger, better, more badass Jason Statham. I know that's hard to imagine. But I'm sure all of you fantastic artists out there will give us great fan art. Yeah, but yeah where's my fan artist? Guys, I don't know if you know this, but my younger brother is our only listener. Where's my Dakimakura? Yep, this is true. Brick, thank you, buddy. All right. Uh, 
Cool. Well, if that's all, you guys are ready to get started for the first time? Yes. Ever? Yep. Do you guys I remember, don't remember how to play? How to play. <laughs> I, did you just hear me literally say I don't remember how to play right when you asked, do you remember how to play? <laughs> no, but look how uh, fitting that is. That's okay. I, I know how to play. Yeah. I'm literally the one who introduced Arnold to this game. Yeah, this is true. Look at right. full circle. Knight knows more than all of us, because all my knowledge comes from podcasts. All right, gangsters. So, section one. Lights up on a smoke-filled room with a series of mirrors. A man in a long robe with a matted silver beard and pearlescent eyes stands alone, surrounded by reflections of his past. The smoke starts to fall to the bottom of the room, revealing a door on the wall, with large iron chains crisscrossing it. The man flicks his wrist and the smoke forms into a key, which slides into the lock. He starts to approach it, but he hesitates, and he grips his chest. His eyes flash yellow for a second, and he loses his balance, and falls to one leg. The winds howl around him and whisper in the room, He's coming. Leviathan awakens. The man pulls himself out, up and finishes turning the key, letting the chains fall to the ground and letting the large stone doors open, scraping as they do. A light emanates in the darkness behind the doors, and we see a figure, uh, much like the others in the mirrors, except, except he is chained at both the wrists and the ankles with a symbol on his chest that fills the room with a pulsing glow. And next to the chained man is a humanoid figure, a being uh, of what you might assume is energy, which appears as though it's like a human silhouette of television static. The winds whisper again, and they feel cold against your face, Sloane. Like an echo in a cave, you hear, Rise, Michael Sloane. The world is not done with you yet. And you do. And you find yourself sitting inside of a cinema, a movie theater, you don't know how long you've been here or how long you've been awake, but you feel like you've been watching the same movie on repeat. It feels familiar. You're watching characters that you feel like you know very well at this point. Ben, Bill, Clay, Prometheus, Siri, and Sloane. They all felt like strangers when you started, but now they feel like a weird family that you'll never actually get to know. And as you watch, you feel a presence to your left. And you look over to it, and you see the same a static figure, one that you know very well. Uh, the demigod, or the person you've been worshipping, Asgaroth, his right-hand man is sitting next to you, Frank. And he speaks. Hey, Mikey, what do you think of the flick? Well, I uh, like it pretty good so far. It, uh, it feels like I know them. It feels like I should, like I wish I could help them out. You always were a good kid, Mikey. And the screen actually freezes for a second on uh, on Ben's face. In a very uncomfortable position, like Ben's looking, it's not a good look for Ben. But he, he points to Ben, he says, How do you feel about that one? The boy's got a darkness. I can see it. I can sense it and i i wish i could show him the light i wish i could pass a torch to him and just show him that there's a better way 
and a path to righteousness. Hmm. You got a good head on your shoulders. And uh, Frank snaps what you must assume are his fingers, and the screen goes black. You look at it, and written words appear on it. Bright white words in Times New Roman font. Oh, perfect font. Of course. (laughs) 12 point? Way bigger. You couldn't read that. And it, it writes up there, Are you ready for another adventure? And the silhouette or the outline of a door shows up on the screen. Now, Michael Sloan, what do you do? I reach for the door handle. It opens, and you are blinded by a very bright white light. And we cut to section two. Bill! Ben! Hi. 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 It's been about a week now since Sloan's capsule erupted in smoke. Really? It feels like it's been like three months. (laughs) (laughs) It's been about a week since all that. Years, maybe, but it's all been a week. Uh, And since then, every day that you've checked or every time you've seen him, his body and face have been changing, morphing back and forth, trying to find a form like he's constantly in flux, like his own genes don't know what to do. Christine's suggestion was to keep him inside the pod, and if there was any damage to his physical form, that pod could heal him as best it could, or at least keep him as stable as humanly possible. He was safe, and there was really nothing she could do, or any of you really knew what to do, knew how to do. Um, since then, in this week, she's been preparing the two of you for the coming battles. Ben, the fighter, who will be the man in the ring, and Bill, the gambler, who will be gathering information on Chrysalis. Uh, like, what he is, what's his plan, what's his weaknesses, and what's this mysterious prize at the end of the tournament? Now, there are two ways to get into the Monster Mash tournament. This is directed at you, Ben. She's kind of explaining it to you. The first is to be invited. Ben, you have one one more day until the preliminary fight. The, the preliminary fight's in about 12 hours, Ben. And you will have to win that, uh, win this whole little battle royale challenge in order to be invited to the arena as a combatant. The other way is the one you wish to avoid, but if you can't make it to this fight or something happens, this is the only way, and you will have to be temporarily, ideally, sold into the tournament as a slave, as many of the fighters are. Mm. Knowing all of that, that is some of the information that Christine has blessed you with, Ben, what do you do throughout this week? Man, I I train super hard. I'm like like genuinely kind of scared that this is going to be a really tough uh challenge can you describe to me what you mean by training or do you just want like a rocky balboa montage oh rocky montage is great but but definitely like definitely like physical training but also like you know some sparring and stuff um and for sure uh trying to train my behemoth powers Oh, you're trying to tap into your behemoth. Yeah, trying to like be able to control it. Okay, so we're going to cut to a scene of you at the gym. At the uh, at the gym, you've been lifting weights. You've been physically trying to uh, bulk yourself up a little bit, trying to work with it. Um, and you've noticed that every time you kind of push yourself to the limit or you start to get mad, a little bit of the behemoth comes out. And you're currently at a punching bag. I'm going to go ahead and roll kick some ass. Ooh, 
Uh, that's an eleven plus one twelve. Okay. Uh, and with that, roll act under pressure. That's a six. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so you're punching this punching bag, and you're you're hitting it harder. You're landing every blow exactly how you want to, and the bag starts to lump and shrivel and actually starts to break where you're hitting it. Your hands, where you think they would be getting bloody or bruised, they are getting hairy, and they're getting stronger, and you feel yourself puncture the bag over and over and over again, and, um, oh, don't forget to mark experience, because what's about to happen is not going to be good. Uh, and you find yourself totally, you have ripped this bag shred from shred, and it is totally destroyed. And you you feel yourself filling with an undeniable, unbelievable rage. And your body starts to morph into this beast. And right now, you are inside the gym alone as this massive rage beast is exploding inside you. And you are running around and tearing shit up. That's just great. Yeah? Basically, you've destroyed a gym. I can't control myself at all. Well, you rolled a six, so no. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I'm just, like, inside this form, like, pissed that I that I failed it again. Because I'm sure I've, I've failed it several times prior. Yeah, and you've been trying for a while, and what you found out is you know how to access it, but you don't know how to shut it down, you don't know how to control it. Uh, you just know how to trigger it. And that's kind of the, that's your win loss here is that you do know how to trigger it. That's great. So Ben, that's kind of what you've been figuring out throughout the week. And it's been leaving you exhausted, but you have been getting stronger. Uh, go ahead and gain another point of experience. Ooh, baby. Oh, do you have a dark side, light side checker or thing? Yeah. Add a tally to your dark side. Typical. Okay. Bill. Yes. Bill Guy the Thief Guy. Bill, you've had a chance to live this week with your son and your ex-wife, but you also have a role to play, and yours may be even more dangerous, if not just as dangerous, as Ben's. Uh, are you going to spend this week with your family, or researching the tournament, or what? What What is your week like? Um, actually, <clears throat> this is kind of where I wanted to use a level up. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Do it. Um, so, I'm going to, well, I'm going to add a move to my set. What's the move, big boy? Home ground. Ooh, tell me about that. So, pretty much, my gang has made a, a, a home base, uh, in a town, and whenever I go there, it's like my neighborhood, whenever I go there, they'll help me out. They'll hide me, they'll throw, turn a few shoulders, no questions asked. Are you make so you're making that home ground in this town? Can I have a home ground already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This can just be access to it or whatever. Yeah, I want. I have already had a home ground, um, and this week I actually spent. I went back to my hometown and asked a few questions. So, where's your hometown? It's this little Russian area. That's all I'm allowed to say. Are you in America? Yes. Okay, because going to Russia would be a much bigger time scale, time spent thing. Uh, okay, cool. You're in America. I can at least work with that. Cool, 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 cool. It's only a day's walk from where we are. Yalo. What do you need, Bill? Look, I need to have a little information. I'm looking about this, uh, tournament. I can, but you need, you need to roll 
Investigate a mystery. Investigate a mystery. <laughs> Play within the space. I rolled a six plus my one sharp. You lucky son of a gun. Okay. So, what is the question you wish to ask? You may ask one question. We have we do not have time here. Is there any way I can get access to fight tournament? It's very important. Okay, so just because I have Russian accent does not mean you need Russian accent. You racist fucking pig. Okay, it is fine. You just do you. Like, I know how this is. This is your home ground. You are in charge. Blah, blah, blah. But least you can do. Do not insult me. I am Drago, by the way. You may not recognize me. I am Drago. Give, <laughs> you may not recognize me. Give Drago the respect he, he deserves, you know? Give Drago the respect, yeah? Okay. So, what did you want to know? The, the fight tournament, the one in, uh, in, your little, in this little town? Yes, please. We have to win. Okay. Go back. I will, uh, I will send you through text some of the information that I gather. I will send some people there uh, on it and gather some information on it. Okay? Is there anything you can tell me right now, though? From what I know about it, the little bit that I do, is in this area there is only one fighting pit, uh, at least one as dangerous as you were trying to make this one sound, and uh, I can tell you, the man in charge of it is a very bad man. A very bad man. He does not only kill, he tortures. And I can tell you that the prize in this is illusory. It's not a prize that if ever won is ever shown to anyone else. Okay. Okay. I will keep you updated through text every once in a while. You have my number. It's Drago. Uh, and we will be, we will keep in touch. Yeah, da? Can I get your email just in case? <laughs> yes, it is Drago. No, not that Drago at catu, uh, e edu. <laughs> well, can I go walk around really quick? I want to... Take a trip down memory lane. See the shops. Yeah. Okay. So we fade out and you kind of strolling through memory lane, uh, even though you have the ominous sensation that someone is following you. And we cut to the next thing, where you, Bill Sykes, has come back, and it is now the day before the preliminary tournament. We have made it through that week. It is the end. Bill has gathered a little information just telling us how much more mysterious this place is and how dangerous it is for anyone who actually wins it. But your guys' goal isn't to win it. To win it, your guys' goal is to win it to kill Chrysalis or deal with him. Um, but glad we're all caught up. You guys have about now 10 hours until the tournament. Uh, and it is a, until it starts, until the preliminary one that you need to get to. And then the ride to that place is about 30 minutes away. It is currently approximately like 9 p.m., uh, but you guys are all having dinner with Oliver and Christine. They're having a late dinner in celebration of Oliver's straight A's at school. I know you didn't ask, but that's why. Yeah, good job, Oliver. Education is what's worth it. Stay in school, kids. What? Stay in school, kids. Cool. You guys have all grown pretty close over this week. You guys have kind of come together in this family. Um, I'm seeing you guys all, uh, Ben and Bill, I'm seeing you two helping set the table, but if you want to, and prep everything, do you want to describe what your roles are? I'm actually the head chef of the house. Ooh, nice. Oh, that's, that's going to be fun. Bill's been cooking, so I assume, Ben, you've been helping clean? Uh, no, Ben hates cleaning. Ben just eats and then, uh, plays with Oliver. So Ben's been on babysitting duty. <laughs> yeah. Bill, what are you making tonight? 
I'm making a stuffed turkey. Oh my god, why would you make something so fucking complicated? <laughs> Alright. Roll plus cool and take a minus one on that. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I still have a seven. I still have this trick up my sleeve. Pulls out, like, garlic seasoning. It's Tony's. It's just Tony's. I was really ready for you to use luck on this one. <laughs> he uses luck on stuff. Okay, so, worst art... I'm gonna try this. Worst outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. So, you are able to competently cook the turkey, uh, but it's going to give everyone in the room food poisoning. Oh, uh, you are, it, the turkey is going to explode, but there's going to be just enough shreds left for everyone to have just a little bit of it. Or the turkey is going to be fine, but it's not going to taste good. Uh, can I use luck? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I, you know, honestly, I think you can't since I've already laid out your options. Okay. <laughs> it's too late. All right, let's go for the exploding turkey. Yeah. Exploding turkey? Okay, cool. Uh, so while Ben is playing with a little Oliver, uh, Bill, you take the... Fuck you both for having B names, by the way. Bill, you take the turkey out from the oven. Uh, you give it a nice good old whiff, and it smells good to you. You have no idea what's happening. It just feels right, you know? Uh, you take it, and you lay it down on the table. And uh, you sit down... And Christine likes to say grace, so she bows her head. Naturally. So while you're sitting here, and I know, Chris, you're on the edge of your seat waiting for something to happen, but Bill thinks he's just done a bang-up job. Uh, you're sitting here waiting on grace, and we cut to the garage, where, unbeknownst to all of you, a set of eyes opens inside the pod. And all they can see... Sloan, this is you. All you can see is a glass shielding that recedes as you kind of see it, revealing a room, one that looks kind of familiar, like you saw it in a movie. And Michael Sloan, you're awake, almost naked, like you're just in your briefs. You know what? They're tidy whities You're just in your tidies. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, you're very confused. Obviously. <laughs> Before he walks out, can I do something? Hey, Bill, I bet when Sloan wakes up, I'll bet you $10 he looks like Keanu Reeves. Did you just call yourself Bill? <laughs> Wait, I mean, did you call me Bill? I see what you mean about the two Christine, You're right. Christine just sighs, uh, trying to finish her grace, noticing the massive beer can inside of Bill's hand that he has just downed. Good save. In the middle of grace, just like, Hey, Bill! Hey, Bill! I bet when he wakes up, he looks like Keanu Reeves. Just down the Natty Light. <laughs> he just he shotgunned. Down. He just shotgunned a tall boy. Um, I'll hail you. Right in front of his son. This is why you have problems, Bill. <laughs> God, I love the way we develop characters in this show. Um, yeah. <laughs> cool. Back to the other fucking room. I gotta stop saying that. It's just a room. Um, cool. So. Yeah, you've just woken up damn near naked inside of a pod. What do you do? All right, first order of business. I look around the room. Are there any clothes or what? Describe the room to me. Are there chairs? Are there clothes? Are there tools? Or does it look 
like it's obviously a garage or does it look like a medical bay? It looks a bit like a, it looks more like a medical bay. There aren't clothes uh, per se. There is uh, a towel for some reason. I think there was a leak on the floor to the left of the room. There's a little towel there. It's about a standard uh, bathroom towel. Um, there is one chair next to your pod. There are two other pods, but they are both vacant. Uh, and there are no other chairs in the room besides this one. Some of it's a little disheveled. There are some machines next to you that you've been sat next to that had that were monitoring you, or at least you can assume. I think that covers basically everything. There's not really tools in the room. Do you get a special weapon for being the divine? I do. What is it? Um, I have a flaming sword. A it's a silver, 14th century Norman longsword, and uh, it glows with like white ethereal flames. Its name is Ashfang. Love it. That's great. I can't wait for the crossover episode where you fight Arvirigus. Let me know when you want that. It's not accessible right now, but if you need um, it... Actually, it is, because I have uh, what I need when I need it. Oh, Ooh. hell yeah. Is that is that a move? Yes. Okay, so what I mean by not accessible is it's not... You don't see it. You don't oh, know okay. where it is, but when you do want it, we can work on. we can work through how you have it. Well, it's it's just in a pocket dimension. You just have a fucking pocket dimension? Yeah. That's... <laughs> oh, you know what? I know about this move. Wait. Yeah, this is on the crit show. Uh, sick. Hell yeah. So you just Basically, have pocket... any... Other than my magical weapon that I get for being the, the divine, any sort of, like, small object or, like, lighter tools, whatever, stuff like that, I can just place it in my hand and it's gone in a pocket dimension and I can access it in either one of my hands whenever I want it and then send it back whenever I want it. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. That okay, yeah. So there's nothing else really in the room, but you have your pocket dimension sword. That's good enough. I'm going to wrap that towel around my junk <laughs> and uh I'm going to take a fighting stance next to the door and I'm going to bang on the door really hard. Is your goal to just make noise? Yeah, and I'm going to shout, is anybody there? Bill and Ben, roll Act Under Pressure. I got a four. Ooh. Bill? Uh, Ten. Nice. Okay. Bill, I'm really, I'm really happy that you get to dodge out of this. Bill, you're distracted uh, while you're cutting the turkey, and you look to the door because you hear a banging on there and someone saying, someone yelling, uh, and you stab the turkey in the in just the wrong place, and you can feel it before anyone else has a chance to. And you say, "Get down!" and jump out of the way and grab Oliver and Christine and pull them out of the way. Well, Ben just sits there with like a piece of turkey in his mouth and some stuffing by the side, like what the hell? And a turkey bone launches out of it, breaks as the uh, this turkey just fucking explodes. Loud noise, Michael Sloan, you hear it too, and a bone goes up and. Uh, scratches, well, I, I, yeah, scratches uh, good old Ben real deep, oh. and he takes Ooh. two harm. You take two harm, Ben. <laughs> Jesus, from I just erased my bone. two harm. Well, you, luckily <laughs> for you, time. it's ripe and ripe and ready to have again. Um, and there is turkey everywhere. Uh, Michael Sloan, you have just heard a massive noise, and a man yell, "Get down!" What do you do? I back away from the door. Actually, no, I take that back. I ready like a grappling martial arts position behind the door so that when the door swings open, they won't see me and I can come behind the door. 
cool, sick. Uh, so you are you're waiting. You're basically prepping a move. Yep. Uh, hell yeah, cool. Uh, Ben, you are cut pretty bad. Bill, you're in the room. You were able to save your ex-wife and child. What do you do? Sorry, Ben. Oh, Bill, what the hell just happened? I've got a wishbone in my arm. You'll get better. <laughs> I go check out the door. Bill, you just you go to the door? What do you mean by check out? I creep to the door with my revolver in hand. Okay. Uh, the image I have is that you just got your got the kids down. Uh, the kid and the wife down, and you you pull out your revolver, which you had, putting down your tall boy, and you start you like crouch your way to the door, and you're at it, and you're kind of giving them the the wave, the stay down sign to everyone, so they can hide and barricade themselves behind something, including uh, making sure that Ben is protected in his weakened state. Bill, are you just waiting by the door? Are you listening? What are you doing? I give it a few seconds, put my hand on the door handle, and slowly open the door. Okay, so first of all, uh, real quick. Hey Ben, yeah. What's your uh, what's your dark tally at? <laughs> uh, three. Okay, roll actor under pressure. Uh-oh. That's good. That's a five. Ooh. You level up so fast. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I just uh, I just leveled up. Yeah, yeah. You level. So uh, basically, what you're doing is you're trying to resist a change, but. In that in the moment, something else happens. What did you What did you learn, or what did you do? Um, I'm I'm getting the uh, taking another spooky move. Oh, what is it? It's called the big whammy. So I can use my powers to kick some ass. So I roll plus weird instead of plus tough. Oh hell yeah! Um, the attack the attack has two harm, close, obvious, ignore armor, and on a miss, you'll get a magical backlash. Oh, fuckle. Uh, yeah. That's great, and that's super relevant to the mission that we're on right now. So good job. Good call, buddy. Yeah. So basically, what di- what happens is you kind of cower on the floor. You feel yourself bleeding, and you feel it seal up. Uh, t- heal one of your harm, because you're not, you're not going to like the rest of this. Yeah, heal one of your harm, but your body is growing hairy, and your eyes are turning yellow, and you're trying to resist it as best you could can curled up on the floor. Uh, at the same time, uh, Sloane, you are seeing the doorknob, uh, the door handle wiggle. And Bill, you are opening the door. What are we doing? I cock my gun. And you know how in those spot, how in those police movies, like, the gun is always pointed first and then they peer inside? Sloane, you're seeing a gun uh, inside the door. Uh, I crouch down to my knees so that I'm no longer at eye level. I yell into the room, who's in here? As soon as I hear the yell, I'm, I go to grab the gun with my right hand, and I smack his hand holding the gun with my other hand to get the gun out of his hand, and then I'm going to throw it and jump out from behind the door. So you're trying to disarm and not do damage? Yes. Uh, act under pressure. That's going to be a 10. Oh my goodness, so you uh, do exactly what you wanted. Everything, yeah, everything just works out. Everything's coming up Sloan. Uh, yeah, you do that. So you, you smack the gun out of his hand. Um, did you say, you, did, you, did you pull him out or did you do anything else with it? Uh, when I smacked his hand, I just yanked, yanked <laughs> him into the room and pushed him away from me. 
and got back into a hand-to-hand combat fighting stance. Real quick, Chris, this does not look like anyone familiar to you. You were just yanked into a room by a man in a towel, and he does not look familiar. He has kind of an essence that does, but you can't put it together. Sloan, roll plus sharp with a minus one. It's going to be six. You don't recognize him either. And take an experience. Take your first experience. Yay. Woohoo! And as you shut the door, from the other side, you guys hear a low growl. And then uh, a woman, not not necessarily a woman, but you hear someone running and slamming a door. Oh, no. I look back and yell, Christine. Then I look back at Mr. Stranger and pull out my knife. I don't want to fight you. I don't know where I am. I don't know who you are. I just want to know what's going on. There's something about you. Who are you? What do you want? My name's Michael. Michael Sloan Abernathy. Michael Sloan Abernathy. Ben, roll plus tough and have a plus two. Oh no! Uh, Oh, thank God. Three. Uh, Plus two? Plus one tough is four. Plus two is six. (laughs) Or I could use the big whammy and use my plus weird instead of plus tough. Hey, let's not. I no actually because of the form you're in I think you automatically do use the big whammy. Oh no. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh oh, so no. that will be 3 plus 3 6 plus 2 8. Oh no. Uh okay, so uh as the two of you are having this conversation, really Bill, as you say, Michael Sloan, you hear the door, something massive slam into the door and the hinges kind of start to shake. Uh-oh. There's a huge dent in that door, uh, and something is trying to break through. Uh-oh. That's good. <laughs> I know that growl. You do know that growl. I, I automatically react. I'm ignoring the dude standing in front of me with a knife, because <laughs> Sloan has fought monsters before. I'm just going to go yep. ahead and say that. He, he knows that monsters exist and the supernatural oh. exists. Yeah, duh. Yeah. (laughs) And he hears that. It's go time. Okay. Sloan, what do you do? Um, I immediately just look at the guy standing in front of me. Mm -hmm. I say, looks like we've got bigger problems to deal with. And I hold out my hand to him, my empty hand. And a NATO Beretta 9mm appears in it. And I hand it to him. Hell yeah. I look a little shocked and baffled at first, but I trust him. I take the 9mm. And then, in my other hand, I summon Ashfang and back away from the door and turn to face it. <laughs> this is not good. Alright, Ben, hold, roll plus weird. 7 plus 3, 10. Okay. Uh, so... I, uh, Bill and Sloan, roll act under pressure. Nine. Eight. Okay, cool. Uh, so you guys both kind of have the same options here. What is happening in the moment is the door is off its hinges and hurling towards the two of you. So, uh, worst outcome, you can, you can A, try to cut it in half with the sword, Sloan, where it'll hit both of you for lesser damage. 
Uh, B, you can dodge out of the way, but however, it will pin one of you down. Or C, uh, Sloane, you ju- you take the bulk of the hit and protect this person who seems inferior to you. Quick question. Quick answer. Do I remember that this is Ben? Yeah, you know it's Ben. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to push this random stranger out of the way and take the hit. Hell yeah. Okay, hell yeah. Uh, so the door comes and it flings it you you push this stranger out of the way and take the bulk of the hit and you're do you have armor did you choose the armor i do i have uh natural divine armor okay cool uh so this is gonna do two harm not armor defeating so if whatever your armor is before i get hit can i invoke angel wings Ooh. um yes but i'm gonna make you roll for it okay that's fine uh, or I can or I can carry over your role from this, from so what? it'll be a mixed from, success from this last act under pressure. Well, the way angel wings work is uh, the only time you roll for it is if you're trying to carry someone else. Yeah, but because uh, this is an act under pressure. Yeah, that's the reason. That's the only reason that I'm yeah. making you do it is yeah uh, because of that. Yeah, that's um, understandable. Yeah. Uh. Okay, cool. I'll yeah. just roll for it. Yeah, go for it. Hell yeah, man. It's gonna be a nine. Okay, what are the options for a nine? For a seven to nine? Uh, on a seven to nine, you don't quite manage it. Either you are separated or you appear in the wrong place. Okay, tell me, uh, where are you trying to appear? I was trying to appear behind the beast. Okay, uh, just because this, is, this was an act under pressure thing, here's what I'm gonna do for you. Um, you didn't quite succeed. You, uh, you started to phase, you started to phase away, started to teleport. Uh, but what happens instead is your body kind of gets hit by the door while you're about half gone. Okay. Taking it down to half damage, still not armor defeating. So one, and if that counters your natural divine armor, are you wearing your divine armor? That's a better question. That is an excellent question. I... Is is it like actual armor or is it like a spiritual armor? The, the armor is the towel. <laughs> the the way it's described in the uh, the playbook is you also get divine armor, one armor holy. It has a look suited to your divine origin. So there's there's two options that I was thinking about going with. It could be either be like ethereal flames that just appear when I get hit, or it could be like my tactical military gear. And I'm going to leave that up to you. Yeah, I'm going to say the flames. Okay. In part because I don't know where your actual armor is or where it would be at this moment unless it just appears in your pocket dimension. No, it's not there. Yeah, so uh, then I would absolutely say flames so you still have your divine armor, and that does help you out in this situation. So that's one harm? Yeah, yeah. But you're fine. Uh, so it's the door, still, the door does not do the damage it should have done. Uh, and you largely, it still, it still helped you out. And Bill, you are totally safe. Uh, the beast was not on top of the door, but now if you look through the door, Ben, have you thought about how you wanted the beast to look? Is there anything you want to describe it as? Um, I definitely, I want it to be like grizzly bear meets attack on Titan. Like the beast Titan. Jesus. So it's like, um, I don't know if I've gotten that far. You haven't. If you're questioning it, then you haven't. 
I haven't seen past the first season. I don't think. Uh, which which Titan are you talking about? Less like the less like the Beast Titan, like not like fully hairy. I'm thinking like, whoa, that's creepy. I'm thinking like, like half that, half like armored Titan or like colossal Titan, where it's just like muscular, like sinew, like so like okay, half okay. like half like rock hard muscle, half like beast bear. All right, here's what I'm gonna do for you. I'm gonna go ahead and like uh, I'm gonna Naruto ship it in you. Let's let's get some fan art of that, okay? I got you. So I'm gonna Naruto ship it in you. You're not in your final form, naturally. Good. Uh, what we're seeing right now is a fairly tall, um, muscular kind of thing. You can, both of you, uh, Bill, you feel it a little bit. Sloane, you have a sense of energy, and you can sense energy bathing off of this creature. Um, what is re- what is kind of happening here is the energy you're exuding at this moment, Ben is so powerful that it is literally burning off your skin and regenerating you at the same time. And we're just seeing muscle and little patches of hair growing on top of it and kind of soaking through it. Um, You have very, very sharp teeth coming out. You have claws extending beyond your fingers, beyond anything normal, kind of like X-23. And you are a fairly tall, kind of horrifying monster right now that looks like it is constantly dying. Like, it is uh, not constantly dying, but dying while being alive? It's hard to say. Like Wolverine in X-Men 3, The Last Stand. Sure, you betcha. Yeah, when he's approaching uh, Gene, kind of. Yeah, Yeah, the one everyone's seen. Exactly. The hit film. It's, well, no, it was the opposite, but yeah. Uh, So, basically, that's that's what you're standing as and how you're approaching them. What do you guys do? Oh, Bill, this is scarier than what you saw last time. Last time was like a flash of what looked like a creature. At the very least, like a beast. This looks like it's dead. Yikes. I look over to Mysterious Stranger and say, I know he looks scary. Don't kill him. Whatever you say. And I run up to the monster. Okay. Uh, what are you, what are you trying to do? I'm going to take both hands in like... Uh, Solid jabbing motion. Like, you know when uh, Kakashi uses the lightning <laughs> move with his hands? His, yeah, Chidori. Hand okay, I got spear. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that with both hands. And I stab them into the creature's side and you smite. Okay. Uh, so, what I'm, I'm using smite technically, but I guess the actual move would be one of the effects of use magic. Okay, so I'm going to need you to roll act under pressure first to see if you can do that, like if to get your hands there. Oh, I'd also like to point out that because of smite, my body and divine weapon are uh, always count as a weakness against the, any monster I fight. Fuck yeah, my that's unarmed, really... My unarmed attacks automatically do two harm. That's sick. Okay, I like that. It's going to be nine. Uh, okay, so you're able to get into position, but he's going to get a hand on you before you could smite. You're still going to be able to do it, but he's going to be able to hurt you. Either that, or it's you're going to ricochet off on one hand and only get one hand into him, or it is going to cause you severe harm, uh, completing the action at full power. Define severe harm. Uh, one of your arms is going to be unusable for a while. 
Is there any way I can help prevent this? Uh, yeah, if you want to roll, roll to help out, um, you might be able to help out with a distraction. Okay, I'll see if his roll succeeds, and then I'll let you know which choice I take. Yeah. Hell yeah. Eleven. Fuck, yes. So, on a ten plus... Yeah, pull it through. Uh, you, you're gonna pull, you're gonna add his and make it a complete success. Cool, 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 cool. So, Michael Sloan, your hands are now on this guy. What do you do with Smite, or what do you do with Use Magic? So, I'm using Smite as the catalyst for the move Use Magic. The effect that I'm mm -hmm. going for is uh, banish a spirit or curse from the person, object, or place it inhabits. Cool. Uh, roll plus weird. Eight. Eight. Let me, let me remind me. Let me see what... Uh, so, oh, it has a glitch. So a seven to nine, it works in perfectly. Choose an effect and a glitch. So you're the effect you want is for it to be banished. Yep. Uh, the glitch is, it has a problematic side effect. Well, I I thought I chose the glitch and you chose the, the what, the what effect the choose your has. oh get, the keeper will decide what effect the glitch has. So like like as an example, if I chose the glitch you take one harm, ignore armor, then the effect that you could choose would be that my arm is effectively broken and unusable for a while. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, I got you now. I picked. I, I put it together. Cool. Then, yeah, choose your effect and glitch. Yeah, I'm going to take the one harm, ignore armor, break my arm. Cool, 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 cool. So, um, yeah, you, uh, you do this, and uh, you are able to banish this kind of spirit. Um... You get the sensation that even though you banish it away, it's not permanent. Yeah. Whatever this is has a tether to Ben. Uh, but it is away from now, and you see a... Um, ben, how old are you? Like, 20? Uh, 23. 23. A 23-year-old 20, uh, boy uh, just kind of collapse where once stood a beast. You see, like, the, the outline of it fade away as this Child, this this kid is here, and he's not he's not okay. Uh, ben, I don't know where you were at, but you now have three harm. Gotcha. Uh, and good old Michael, or yeah, Michael Sloan. Um, your yeah, you you take a harm naturally, and your right arm is not useless, but you can't move your fingers. They're kind of they're stiffened. Okay. Um, it, you're not sure exactly why. It could be something going on with your divine power. It could be just how long it's been since you've used it, which you have no concept of how long you've been gone or where exactly you are. Uh, but you do immediately recognize the boy that just fell before you because he's he, you paid special attention to this one on the screen. It's Ben. What do you guys do? Ben, you're barely awake, barely conscious. I just kind of lean over and like put a hand on his shoulder and kind of roll him over to make sure he's breathing. I look at him inquisitively and say, Ben? Hey, what is up, you little meanies? It is your absolute favorite podcast boy and editor, 
who has been struggling so much with Audacity. Hi, I'm Arnold, and welcome to Monsters and Mean Guys. I know it's been a while, but I'm so happy to be back with you. It's so great to see your beautiful face, and I apologize for ghosting you for so long and giving you those teases on Instagram, saying posts are coming soon. Well, here it is. We are here after many crashes in audacity, many struggles. I've edited this episode like three times now, so I really hope you are enjoying it. Give a round of applause to one of my best friends since sixth grade, Knight, who is uh, playing the revised role of Sloan. Um, I'm so, so, so excited to be working with him. He's just an absolute legend. He is the man who introduced me to Monster of the Week in the first place. So I'm so excited for him to be joining our team, and I'm so excited for you to get to know this new Sloan. So anyways, even though our players change all the time, we still have loyalty to my good buddy Alex Hollibaugh, known as Downer on SoundCloud. Always pumping out those good jams for us. I'm pretty sure I've been teasing you guys saying we're going to be throwing some new music in, and that's still totally coming. So as soon as Chaz hits us with some of these uh, big baddies, you're going to be getting some big daddies in, uh, in, the, in, the, in the music uh, genre of this podcast. Woof. Anyways, um, shout out to Downer. Check him out. He actually just released a new song on SoundCloud. So that's freaking awesome. Go check it out, Downer. Um, oh yeah, as always, use our hashtag on social media, hashtag MMGCast. If you don't know what MMG stands for, then close your podcast app right now, go throw your phone in the toilet, push that little lever down, and apologize for your crimes against our podcast. I'm just kidding. Don't do any of that. I love you so much. And I love your phone. For without it, you could not listen to us. Unless you listen on your computer, then hey, that's great. Unless you just stick your ear to an old pine tree and just listen for the echoing voice of Chaz Cable speaking to you. Anyways, thank you again so, so much. Let's get back up in this biz. I run to the other room to get Christine. Okay, uh, yeah, Christine... Okay, so we'll, we'll do Bill's scene first. Christine uh, left out the front door and found... She has a, she has some little area for hiding. This place is very well-guarded and well-defensed, well and she was able to hide with Oliver uh, the second she saw Ben uh, losing control. Like, they're safe. And you're, you're going to help take care okay. of them. Uh, luckily, you brought another tall boy with you. And back to... <laughs> It's for Oliver, uh, Michael, and Ben. Um, I am gonna actually we're gonna we're gonna kind of fade away from this scene. Um, ben, are you stable? Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. So you were you were just at the max amount of harm. Um, yeah. It is. Uh, you guys have about three more hours until the tournament. 
Um, Yeesh, what a great warm-up. Until the preliminary tournament. Uh, so, a couple options. For every hour you wait, you can heal a harm. Every hour you just wait and rest, you can heal a harm. Um, however, it is a 30-minute drive. So, three hours until you have to be there. Based on how well you guys did, you were able to heal, heal two harm. That'll be, that'll be like your resting. Like, uh, your sleep for the night. Um, yeah. Is that your guys' game plan? Yeah, I mean, I'm like worn out now, so I think I'm just gonna chill, rest, and be like, well, I gotta fight in a little bit. So, I'm gonna do the same thing, rest for to recover to harm. Obviously, my right hand is still not working properly. Mm-hmm. But, I'm also gonna be discussing with these two guys Ben and Ben if he's conscious and then this other guy who has not introduced himself yet or I don't know his name and try to figure out what's going on uh okay so step one is I think when you realize that that's Ben you put together that this other guy's Bill uh there was less screen time with Bill and less focus so you didn't necessarily recognize him immediately but you've been able to put together little bits and pieces. You recognize Christine, too, when you see them. Um, you're putting some things together, and I think you're absolutely catching up, mostly with Bill, uh, who is largely unharmed, and while Ben is resting, especially because he has to fight. So I healed two? You healed two harm. Um, and keep that on there for the next one, because we are just about done. Uh. Cool. So a little bit of chatting. Do you want to have any of that conversation or do you just want it to be like um, you're discussing, you're figuring shit out, clarifying some things and trying to put some other stuff together? I guess I'm trying to f- clarify what's going on because I, I've put together that I'm here in this situation. I know who these two people are. I know the crux of what's going on and what's happening in a couple of hours. And... I guess I want to solidify that I'm here for a reason. So what is my reason? What's my role in this plan? Uh, okay. Tell me, tell me your moves on the divine sheet. Angel wings, what I need when I need it and smite. Okay. So those are the ones you chose. Yes. And there, there are aesthetics, aesthetic choices to, uh, angel wings and smite. Okay. Okay. So then uh, I can, I'll, I'll have a little scene for you real quick. So uh, the first part is Christine realizes that um, she goes and checks in the room, and I think Bill and figures this out too. Ben, you're asleep at this point. Uh, they figure out that the bed is empty, the one that held Sloane uh, as they knew him. And they've started to put together, partially because of your name and partially because of that, that you are, for some reason, an iteration of Sloane. You are some sort of, you are him in some form. Um, and they kind of relay that to you, that you have taken over him or that you have always been him. Because you recognize that Sloan from the film. And they, they've they been helping you put that together. Uh, Christine will start to kind of break down the plan for what they are trying to do for the Butterfly Arena and the Monster Mash. Um, that he's a gambler, that Bill's a gambler who's going to be kind of sneaking in and getting details on that. And Ben's going to be in the ring fighting. You're going to be the trainer slash owner. You're going to be helping Ben wherever you can, as well as communicating with the uh, other with the other owners, the wealthier elite who are not gambling. Uh, and likely, you're going to have the best shot at meeting Chrysalis first. Uh, Chrysalis, who runs this whole thing, 
Well, boom, this is what I've trained for. This is the perfect opportunity. We're not going to go into backstory right now. <laughs> yeah, there's that we will. Oh, the, we'll hit that backstory, though, hard so, pretty soon. Um, mm. Yeah, we'll deal with that later. Uh, yeah, and you get you have a you have an odd sensation. You rest for a couple hours after that. Uh, and in a dream, uh, good old Frank comes up to you again. So you found the boy. I'd say he found me. And a uh, rom-com uh, playlist just starts going on in the background, and it sounds really... No, no. Uh, There's a laugh track. <laughs> uh, he's, you gotta protect him. You gotta protect his goodness. Keep an eye on him. He's about to go through some real rough perils. I just hold a hand out, and flames appear in the palm of my hand, and I say to Frank, I'll light the way for him. Frank looks at you and says, that that was mad cheesy. And we f- we fade out on this scene. Uh, what can I say? We're gonna cut to Sloan's the, a romantic. We're going to cut to the... Uh, this Sloan's a romantic. We're going to cut to the um, the ending of it. You guys uh, are awake. You're at the preliminary tourney. Uh, ben, the injury you have is like... It's still... The one harm is still like that cut on your arm. It's sealed, yeah. but it still kind of stings, and it makes it it hurts a little bit. Uh, basically, what we're doing right, what we're gonna do is you guys are going to be wa- dropped off in by uh, Christine's minivan, which is adorable. Just the three of you men hopping off and going into <laughs> the danger zone uh, arena. Away to the danger zone. It looks like it's a small dojo uh, and does not look like it's going to be it's going to have this tournament. But Christine is sure that it's happening here. Um, And as the camera starts to pan up above all of you and kind of go into the sky as the three of you enter this building uh, and it keeps going out and we see the screen fade past a a pane of glass and realize as it keeps going that it was uh, looking at a crystal ball inside of a dark room. And the camera falls back, showing how big the room is, and uh, rotates to a door, following just a bit of light, a crack of light through a door, down a cobblestone uh, hallway, which ends with a door just barely cracked open. Uh, The camera peeks through the crevice of the door, revealing a young woman who looks barely conscious tied to a chair. Uh, The only sound in this room is the sound of dripping blood, which you can follow down through her arms into a bucket. And you can hear the strained breaths that she's struggling to breathe, like something's broken in her chest. She coughs once and spits out a little blood, and a gloved hand reaches into the frame and grabs her jaw, gently but with intention. It just says, don't worry, dear. And she raises her eyes to see, and in the reflection of her iris, we see a daunting man with an unmistakably inhuman smile. Your son is on his way. 